0: Good morning. I think that might be in my new favorite version of that song. Um, I'm glad to be with you this morning. At some point during the lockdown part of the pandemic, right around the time we'd reached the end of Netflix and moved on to Apple TV, we decided to give The Morning Show a try. It's a show about a big city morning show where one of the anchors leaves suddenly under a cloud of shame. In the process of seeking a new host, they find a clip of a local TV reporter covering a protest at a coal mine somewhere in Appalachia. So they bring this local reporter on to the big fancy morning show for an interview. The gist of the story is at the end of the interview, the big time anchor asks her, so which side are you on? Confused, she replies, which side of what? Well, Which side of the coal mine debate? There was a long pause, and then she says, the human side. Isn't it funny how sometimes you hear something in passing, or hear a random quote on TV that sticks with you? This three-word answer, the human side, has stuck with me since watching that show. It was there in the back of my mind, while the worship committee was discussing this summer's series topic, societal issues, and how they intersect with our faith. I think it's no secret that we live in a deeply divided nation. This division is heightened and maintained by the fact that we are placed or place ourselves into neat little boxes with like-minded individuals. We watch news we agree with, we listen to or support artists we agree with, we visit businesses whose value we believe match our own, and social media creates an incredibly effective echo chamber where what we already believe is continually reinforced and anything that might run counter to our beliefs is kept out of sight. To maintain the sanctity of these boxes, our self-selected groups ensure purity through what appears to be a complicated series of litmus tests and moving goalposts. The rules seem to change frequently with one step out of line and you're toast. Supreme Court Justice Amy Comey Barrett, darling and savior of the right, recently refused to overturn a vaccine mandate at Indiana University. In the span of approximately five minutes, she went from savior to Amy Comey Barrett and a disaster of Supreme Court justice. And that was the reaction of her friends. The past 18 months have stretched most of us to our limits and then some. We're exhausted, and I, for one, am tired of picking sides. I'm tired of having to think about everything I do, every step I take, and every dollar I spend. I'm tired of being afraid to have an unpopular opinion, and sometimes even to ask just an innocent question. And I know I'm not the only one, but we go along to get along because we need our tribe to survive, especially now. I think this exhaustion might be why the idea of attempting to consciously focus on the human side appeals to me. It makes me wonder what the world might look like if we were to refuse to identify as left or right, progressive or conservative, and made a decision to try to view view the issues of the day through the lens of the human side. It seems like such a simple and obvious thing, but I think amid our fight to move forward, we sometimes forget that there are real live humans impacted in both good and bad ways by any potential solution to any issue we face. I don't believe this requires me to change my values or bend my morals. It just requires me to dig a little deeper and do a little more work. In fact, I think our Unitarian Universalist faith actually requires us to consider the human side as we make our way through an ever more complicated world. My faith calls on me to look beyond the surface as I face the problems of the world. Perhaps my faith will help me navigate this mess of a world that we've created. God knows I need all the help I can get. We talk a lot about our first principle, which calls on us to respect the inherent worth and dignity of all people. But it's really our second principle that takes this idea even further, and calls on us to honor justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. In the words of Reverend Emily Gage, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations points us towards something beyond inherent worth and dignity. It points us to the larger community. It gets at collective responsibility. It reminds us that treating people as human beings is not simply something we do one-on-one, but something that has systemic implications and can inform our entire cultural way of being. Now, I must confess that lately, especially after, say, the last four and a half years or so, I am falling woefully short of this lofty goal. I find myself quickly angered at those who I think are wrong. I find myself easily vilifying those with different opinions. And yes, sometimes I actually find myself thinking of them as less than human. I think our seventh principle plays a role here, too. It asks us to recognize the independent interdependent web of which we are all a part. Again, the web isn't just the people I like or agree with. It's everyone. My destiny is inextricably linked to every other living being on Earth. My actions affect others just as their actions affect me. We're all in this together. There's simply no way around that. So where does this leave us and where do we go from here? I know that I certainly live in an echo chamber. I'd imagine most of us do. So I thought a good place to start would be with a reality check. So I started doing some research on how polarized we really are. While I was looking around, I came across a website called perceptiongap.us. It asks you a few basic identity questions then asks you to rate your perception of what percentage of the other side agrees or disagrees with some policy statements. Things like, what percentage of Republicans think that properly controlled immigration can be good for America? The average guess for those identifying as Democrats was about 50%, but through surveys, it appears that over 80% of Republicans favor at least some form of immigration. For the other side, those identifying as Republicans were asked what percentage of Democrats agreed with the statement that most police are bad people. Republicans guessed that about 55% of Democrats would agree with that statement, yet in reality, it was only about 15%. Across the board, groups were consistently way off in their perception of what the other side believes. The reality is that the majority in this country is still relatively moderate and we agree on far more than we disagree. So, this led me to think what about us specifically as Unitarian Universalists? Typically, we are left or far left of center, relatively high income, and fairly well educated. Therefore, we must have a clearer picture of this true state of things, right? Sadly, no. As it turns out, the perception gap actually widens dramatically and diversity among friend group actually drops sharply with each additional degree earned or as income increases. So sharply, in fact, that those on the left without a high school diploma are three times more accurate in their perceptions than those with a postgraduate degree and dramatically less likely to have friends with viewpoints that differ from their own. We, my friends, truly do live in an echo chamber. Every day we make a choice. We can approach others with grace and understanding, and we can meet them where they are. We can frame discussions in terms we all understand. We can recognize that every issue we face has a human side, or we can dig in our heels and insist we're right. We can talk or we can listen. Perhaps that's truly the simple answer. Less talk, more listen. What does this look like in practice? I attended a Unitarian Universalist Association workshop several years ago and Mark Bernstein from the UA said something that has stuck with me ever since. He reminded us that we must resist the urge to apply simple solutions to complex problems. I, of course, know that fossil fuels are killing our environment. This is indisputable. But I can also know that there are a great number of people who rely on coal mining for their livelihood. Those two facts do not need to be mutually exclusive. I personally am blessed to be able to afford to look 20 or 50 years down the road to a future without fossil fuels. But I must also realize that others simply cannot afford to look past the end of the week or the next paycheck. I see the human side when I recognize that not everyone is in the same situation that I am. For current events, I find myself becoming increasingly frustrated and increasingly angry at the current state of this pandemic. It's blatantly obvious to me that if everyone who can would simply get vaccinated, we could end this. I direct my anger at those who I perceive as undermining our progress by not accepting a free and safe vaccine, but when I step back and look at the human side, I'm reminded that a rather high percentage of our population has fallen prey to those who act in bad faith to confuse the issue and use it to further divide us. They are receiving information from sources they believe to be trustworthy, while those sources themselves are largely already vaccinated because they actually do know the truth. I see the human side when I realize that many people operate out of a place of fear, and many people use that fear to profit and to control them. I believe our future lies in compromise, grace, and most importantly, civility. We can and must do better. The world is depending on us. Our faith calls on us to lead the way. In the words of Maya Angelou, we are more like my friends than we are unalike. However we feel about any particular issue, I hope we can always remember that we, as Unitarian Universalists, are called to see the human side and that we truly do have more in common than that which separates us. Blessed be and Amen.